0: Hey, happy Friday! Hope everybody's having a good day today. This will be episode number four for Robcast C19. Um, if you have had an experience or know somebody who has, please give them or give me a text or whatever on to my email and tell me your story, please, because uh, as these. Uh, episodes go once I complete uh, my story if it ever can be completed anyway Um, we're going to do interviews and uh, really appreciate really like to hear your story what happened to you during COVID what your experiences what were if you've had an experience with uh, like me just the evil destruction of my family uh, later on some even more evil stuff, things that you're going to hear about today. Uh, This is all just a dream. Thank the living God that it was just a dream. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, dying is okay. But when you go into the spiritual realm after dying, uh, it's not okay because wherever you land, you don't get a t- free ticket out in real life. Uh, you spend eternity where you choose. But in my dreams, uh, that's today that I'm going to talk about, I actually did get a ticket. So, <laughs> uh, but last time I told you that I ended up being kicked out off the, or jumped off this this hut in South America and was falling and landed uh, on the red side of these two mountains and I had explained that and then my son pulls up on this same kind of bike that was in a previous episode and looks at me and is like dad what are you doing down here you know And uh, that blew my mind, and that's where I left off. So here, I'm going to continue from there. Because, uh, just to explain, everybody had these green cards. And um, from the Green Mountain, which was an altar on there that had these slots for uh, green cards. And then on the bottom, it had a bigger (laughs) slot. Excuse me, man, I can't talk today without yawning. Um, the bigger slot meant total surrender, okay? Well, the one on the red side, the Red Mountain, had a big slot too. They all, both were the same, but the Red Mountain didn't have a writing on it um, just to sell your soul. Uh, the Green and Blue Mountain, in my mind, is representing heaven okay or being with god and on that altar it said the lion of the tribe of judah which uh those of you that don't may not know the lion of the tribe of judah is jesus christ or yeshua hamashiach which means christ our messiah the savior of the world okay that's where that was and uh everybody that came into this realm it was it was kind of like a video game so to speak except for the you actually i felt the the evil and i felt the righteousness i felt all of it well my son was down there when i landed and he said dad what are you doing down here and i'm like oh no what are you doing down here when he looked at me you know he was starting to form these scales on his face. Um, they were like octagon-shaped. And in between them, there was a little gap. It was that red blood-looking lava that was his lifeblood that was flowing through. His veins are starting to take over his body as... Now, this has to be spiritual, because you have to die to go there, okay? So... Obviously, I died, and he, in the previous thing, of course, died, and I told him, let's just take these green cards, son, and let's get out of here. We can do this, and he was like, no, no, dad, he's like, I messed up, man, I blew it, I, I, I messed up, I shot some people, um, I almost killed you. And I killed myself, and he was just. If I could explain it in the ways of like. uh, um, It was like he had, even though he was in this dream, he was becoming, you want to say, a demon. He was becoming what he thought he was. But there was so much black oozing cloud of deep, everything you could imagine of depression and all that stuff. But it was all you could feel it. It was oozing over your body and it was hot and it was smelly and it was sticky and it was like a tar but it was like a paste that was just weighing you down and pulling you down and you couldn't rub it off you couldn't get it off it was like burnt into you Um, that was the feeling that he was having that was where he was at total complete condemnation Um, that's where he was at but he's like no 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 dad you go yeah you go, you just got to get out of here, you know? And he literally just kicked me out, man. He, he, I had a green card in my hand. Okay, I had a green pass, if you will. Boom, he hit me and it used, activated, nice, came to life. Well, when I came to life, I was standing on top of the hill, uh, on top of the road, up from my house in Wright, where I lived, a town called Wright. Wyoming, and for some reason, this is still my dream. Okay, this is not real life. This is, I'm still laying on a plastic bed in a coma. So I pop up there, and my wife, she's just standing there at the top of the hill, and all these thoughts and emotions are coming into my head. And it's like, oh my goodness, I can't even look her in the eye because of what she did. And, um, but finally, uh, she looked at me and she's like, "Where's William? Where's our son?" And um, I realized that these thoughts are popping through my head. That this, she, she's at the top of the hill. She doesn't want me to come down to that house because that guy moved in there, and he was—they were an item, and they were living, starting a life together. And. Um, uh, it's so hard for me to wrap my head around that, but, and, and he was teaching her how to play the markets and stuff like that. And maybe sometime, another time, I have to tell you, there was another dimensional with another dream where, um, I played the market, uh, on the internet and stuff like that. This isn't that time. It's strange. Uh, so we're just gonna go with where I, where we're at right here. So where I'm sitting there talking to her, and I tell her, William is in hell. And she's like, "What do you mean he's in hell? Is he in trouble?" And I'm like, "No, dear, your son killed himself." And she's like, "She didn't know because she was off gallivanting with this guy on a motorcycle." taking images of herself on the internet um she's like what do you mean he's in hell I'm like, he killed himself right in front of me after you left at your boyfriend's house and um i told her she's like well then how do you know and i'm like i just came from there <laughs> of course she had some confusion um So I told her about the green card. I said I'd pass. Everybody gets a green card. You get to get out. Uh, you get this pass somehow. William kicked me out because he didn't want me to stay in hell. And um, But he wouldn't leave. He was condemned to himself. He wouldn't leave. And she's like, Are you serious? Is this true? And I said, Yes. And uh i I don't know what it is about my 44 mag but she liked it my dream because she just said i'm going to get him and she pulled that stinking 44 out and killed herself shot herself right there at the top of the hill and i'm like oh no you didn't and i grabbed that gun and i shot myself too and boom both of us um on the red hill okay and she is william's mother is William's mother she homeschooled him she raised him in real life all that comes kind of into play because this is knowledge that we have of each other and she finds that young man and she's like you're coming with me I got my green card I got three green cards and I'm taking you and your dad and you're coming with me um well William refuses, and he's like, no no, 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 I'm not. You shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be here. And he has the knowledge that we died to come back to get him, okay? So again, Lynn has her green card, and um, I have a green card, but she uses all her cards, and she's like, we're leaving. And somehow pushed the button. I don't know how it it worked exactly. Um, But William didn't come with us. Just like with the hillbilly, he just stayed back. And the whole time, I need to tell you this, the whole time I'm down there and out of the dream, no matter where I go, okay, I can hear um, that monkey. I can hear that monkey that jungle music that jungle sounds everywhere I went I couldn't get that monkeys uh, the, the, the noises that he made and the uh, sounds that he made out of my head and the other thing you need to know is that no matter what realm I was in I could always see the hillbilly with that big old grin on his face uh, that mocking grin, just mocking. I mean, I, I can't explain it. He knew he me, had me over a barrel, so to speak. So anyway, um, me and Lynn, we get kicked out. Well, I um, woke up, but when we got kicked out, Lynn went back to wherever she was going. I stinking woke up and I was sitting uh, in Denver, Colorado, at Denver hospital. And I was on a gurney and, uh, the lady Al Qaeda person that I knew in Afghanistan was my nurse. And when I looked down on this journey, um, She's like, you just need to be quiet. And they're pushing me, and I look underneath uh, the little gown they gave you in the hospitals. You you can probably guess what I saw. It was a suicide bomb. And they, she took me down the um, elevator. It, somehow I ended up kind of by. Um, not quite the basement just one floor above the basement in the stairwell Um, I don't know to me I thought it was because I was closer to the foundation anyway um, that lady she had a vest on too and she popped my um, ethanol methanol whatever it was called little baggy there and it, it burst and ignited and started the blue flame started all the explosives on fire and then boom i mean blew up the denver hospital i mean i crumbled the denver hospital and all the people everybody in it okay this is where huh, it, it was just it was just weird to me um that thing fell it crumbled concrete everywhere and of all the people in the world I mean I had the bomb on me but I look and I'm stuck I am pinned down I look through these cracks of this concrete and I can see blue sky through the concrete of being buried alive so to speak in Denver Hospital I why why I saw that, I don't know, because it did kill me, because right after I seen where I was buried alive, or I thought I was buried alive, I did die, because then I turn around, and to my dismay, I am sitting on the ground in the Red Mountain again. And I'm like, this isn't fair, because I used that green card. You know, and now I got one green card left. And um, I don't know what in the world is going on. And my son comes up, and when he pulls up on that super bike thing that he used to travel, um, I I didn't know, I didn't recognize him, because... Now, having been there who knows how long because there's no time in eternity there's no time in hell or heaven Um, eternity is forever so how long he thinks he's been there I don't know but when he pulled up his whole face and his neck and his skin all of it was scabbed over in octagon shaped scabs and you could still see that blood red lava flowing underneath, through, and and tormenting. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, It's just, you could feel it. I'll tell you this. When I was in the hospital, uh, I had had a shoulder surgery, and when I came out, there were some complications and things like that. Well, after the, the next morning, I was in so much pain Um, because somehow um, I don't want to explain the whole story but either way they came in and they said what's your pain level and I'm like it is 25 you know between 1 to 10 what's your pain level and I'm like it's 25 that's 50 it's terrible I I can't take it and they're like oh my gosh so that lady took a needle full of morphine and she shot me up and I felt it I felt it go through my veins, man, until it hit my head, and then, man, my eyeballs squinted and turned red, and I was so high that, uh, yeah, the pain kind of subsided. That feeling of feeling that morphine—I know some of you probably understand what I'm saying—but uh, that's what it was with that blood, red, lava, you could feel it flowing through it. I'm just explaining, trying to explain the torment that, that I felt um, my son was having. It was just an undying, burning, torturous thing happening to him, not just on the outside, but on the inside too. And I looked at him and... His eyes were no longer beautiful. No longer brown, beautiful eyes that he had. He didn't. And the beautiful features on his face now were scabbed over, scale type, red blood, lava flowing through, and his eyes were black. No white, just complete, whole blackness. Like you could see through into his soul. And when he talked, it was like, (laughs) Hey, what are you doing? You know, and it was terrifying. He was growing these horns out of his head, just like the symbol of the goat. And I'm like, oh, I'm losing my son. I'm losing my son. And I'm not, I don't know what to do. I'm like, William, please, please take my last green card. I can't do this I don't want to leave you here I can't I can't handle it I don't want to leave you here and he's like no I belong here this is my territory and I guess the when you turn in your red card to sell your soul you've got to take those steps until you get to the last um, button that you push, and that's the button where you totally sell your eternal soul to Satan with no way of escaping. He did. He he didn't. He wasn't there yet. Or anything, but I'm like, oh my goodness, you gotta come, you gotta leave. I don't want you, you know. And I'm as a father. This is bothering me. Uh, I already lost him. And all of a sudden, boom. Who appears but my wife. My wife comes back down there and she's like, I'm not leaving you and I'm not leaving my son. So I got two green cards and you guys go, I'm staying. You know There was no possible way that I was gonna let that happen, even though though she did the things that she did to me in the dream. Nobody deserves to be condemned to hell that I felt. Um, Maybe not deserve is not the word, but nobody uh, in my family is going there because if I can help it. So I'm like, no, 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 you can't. I got one green card left you have two green cards so just let's go well again William uh, he wouldn't go and he kicked us out of there so she left I left she had no more green cards because she used both of hers for her and me and I had one left and when I woke up you guys (laughs) um I woke up in Afghanistan, and lo and behold, there's that sweet little nurse in her al-Qaeda dress strapping another suicide bomb onto me, and I'm like, how does this work? I used, they used a green card. I come back to life, but I come back to life in another realm, and I'm actually mad, you know? I'm like, I got ripped off here, so to speak. So that's how I felt. I'm telling this story months after it had happened. But this is how I'm re- recollecting it because it was so vivid in my mind. And sometimes we lose some things. And uh, but this this is what I'm remembering. Okay. Well, Lynn, my wife, never comes back. To the eternal hell or what if you will but um, while I'm sitting you gotta remember uh, something I told you just a minute ago I can hear the mocking I can still hear um, that hillbilly mocking me okay throughout this whole thing and before I go on I wanted to tell you something else That I know, <clears throat> in real life, outside of this dream, outside of this experience of being in a coma and laying on that bed, that in real life, there's times where we do have a spiritual battle, where there's this mocking and you're like, what What are you talking about? There's this mocking. Well, just think with me for a minute. In your, minds, in your mind, where you talk to yourself, nobody else is in there. You. But you look in the mirror, and you hear this mocking. Well, you're not good enough. Well, you are so fat. Well, you... Okay, I'm only speaking from my own experience, LOL. I've heard it, working with teenagers especially... You're so fat. And then, you know, the teenage girl is like 101 pounds and they think they're so fat and ugly because there's this mocking that does go on and it's a spiritual battle and there's people. You were so stupid. You're never going to amount to anything. Your father was right. Your mother was right. You are an imbecile. This mocking does happen in the spiritual realm. Spiritually, the voice that you hear in your head, that you communicate with yourself, You guys tell me, can you relate to this? Because there's a time and a place where in the spiritual, real spiritual realm, not a dream, but in the real spiritual realm where there are demons and there are spiritual influences that do this to keep you down. Because your soul is so important to God that... He wants you, literally, to be with him for eternity. And Satan, that's his only battle. His only battle is to keep souls from going to heaven because God already made a way for people to go to heaven. So what he has to do is try to keep you from going there. And he uses this mocking and he uses this condemnation. Um, and he he uses it to try to suppress our feelings and our thoughts. so what we do is we don't like it because we feel depressed and we get down and so we try to to fill this empty hole with with drugs or alcohol or, or food or um, sexual activity or workahol work being a workaholic or whatever. Everybody tries to fill that void that, that God intended for you to fill with him. So that mocking that was in my dream. I have heard before in my own real life. Uh, You're not going to amount to anything. You're so stupid. Um, You're mentally retarded. That's something I heard when I was a boy. So Some of that stuff is eerily familiar, okay? But in my dream, it was a hillbilly that was saying these things. You're just mocking me. And let me tell you how much I hate... Um, mocking people, mocking people. I, personally, I just. Nobody deserves to be treated ill like that uh, in real life and spoken to like that. Children, adults, whoever. God has an answer for that. He is the answer for that. But in my dream, everywhere I went, to explain. This buddy was mocking me and laughing because he had me under a barrel. I used my green card and I ended up in Afghanistan on a roof (laughs) with a bomb strapped to me. I wasn't I didn't get to go back to Earth or get to go to heaven. So here I am with this bomb strapped to me and um, I turn around Again, I can still hear the monkey. I can still hear the hillbilly mocking me. And there's this little boy standing on the roof. And uh, he was a Japanese boy. Kind of had a bob haircut with his hair would come down the front underneath his chin and cover his face, you know, and stuff. And he had girls' clothes on and he had wanted to be a girl. And that was something that he wanted to do instead of being a boy he wanted to be a girl but I turned around and I looked at him and i Mike, um what are you doing here and he's crying uh, uh and he, he doesn't know if he should talk to me or not because he's never met me before but he's crying he's crying and uh I knew I had a green card and I knew that if I took him and I held him in my arms and I blew us up, that I could take him with me somehow and I could save him, maybe and let him have my green card. At this point, I didn't care. My life was, was all, it was, it was over. Everybody I loved was gone. So that was my idea uh, that i had and so i did i walked over there and i said do you want to leave this place and go back to your your i think it was his father or his uncle and he said yes he said it took him a while and finally he said okay okay i'll go back but and i said okay and this is really weird i'm like well Give me a cell number. (laughs) In hell, okay, in Afghanistan, whatever. I'm just nonchalantly like, give me a, give give me a cell number. So he gave me, and I called him, and a Japanese man answered the phone, and I'm like, is this so and so? I mean, I can't even remember his name or anything. And he's like, yes. Who is this? Well, it doesn't really matter who this is. I said, I got your son or your nephew here with me. Do you want him back? And he said, well, well, yes. And I said, no, wait. Do you want to accept him and love him because he feels condemned by you? Will you accept him and love him? And the guy started crying. And he's like, yes. Yes, I want him back. I want my my son or my nephew back I want him back and I'm like okay that's all I need to know and I hung up um, another turn this this is another turn in, in the story to where right here is where I'm going to end off for today and hopefully it made sense to you in some kind of obscure way but uh, again this is his dream this is, this is my dream. I'm having COVID. In a coma. With COVID. Double pneumonia. And I'm... Uh, they're flipping me like a pancake on this stupid bed so that I can circulate. My blood can circulate and oxygenize. This is where I am. Um, don't know at what time, what day, whichever. Of course, because I'm unconscious. But I didn't know I was unconscious. I just it was reality where I was at at the time, so, anyway, I'm going to close there, something to say to you guys, um, this sounds weird, and these these are weird dreams and everything, please, take it with a grain of salt, you don't have to believe what I'm saying, but this is just an experience that I had, however, I know, that some of it can be applied in, in, in our lives, so, um, you send me an email tell me your woes tell me about your dreams that you've had in COVID and the things that were really spiritual struggles there but I feel like today there's some people out there that may feel that condemnation in real life And I would love to talk to you about that if you wanted to you can email me Um, we can have a conversation Godspeed to you. My email is xxrobbertxx at icloud.com You're listening to episode 4 of Robcast, C19. You have a good weekend. God bless you. Bye-bye.